0: Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. I am Lucy. I'm a compulsive over and under eater. I um, am grateful to be here. Thank you, Lewis, for asking me to speak. There are a number of people in this room who've heard my share a number of times, and there are a number of people who have not heard it at all. So (laughs) it'll be a mix. So um, I come from a family of overeaters. Every single member of my immediate family growing up, parents, two brothers, all have trouble with food and eating. And um, all of my nieces and nephews have had trouble with food and eating either over or under or bulimia or anorexia, everybody's got it. So um, I earned my seat in this program from a very early age. My family ate a lot of sugar together and separately, and it was a normal part of meals and snacks and late night eating. We ate together as a family late at night around the TV. So I learned that habit young. And um, I had, I started in OA about 25 years ago or longer. I can't remember exactly right now. I guess it was 1988, however long that is. And uh, and I left OA after a few years, I thought everybody was judging me. <laughs> now I know I was judging myself. Nobody else was you know, seeing me as any different from anybody else in the room. Um, and once I left, I stayed abstinent for a while, but slowly my portions got bigger and bigger. And over time, my weight went up and up and up so that by the time, um, let's see, it was about 11 years, no, it was 12 or 13 years ago, I was over 200 pounds and um, I was eating compulsively, crazily, every night. I was binging on fruit juice, sweetened cookies, no sugar, mind you, you know, and my eating was just crazy. It was crazy that I thought eating fruit juice sweetened cookies was so much better than not sugar it didn't make any difference. Um, and every morning I got up and I said, I'm not going to do that tonight. I'm not going to do it. And every night I did it. And. Professionally, I was talking to people about diet and exercise and weight and eating disorders, among other things. And then I'd go home at night and binge, and I felt like a total hypocrite. And then I went to an event at work where, you know, a health fair at work and found out my blood sugar was up, my um, blood pressure was up, my cholesterol was up and my, the fat content of my body was really high. So um, my employer offered Weight Watchers um, memberships to a lot of us and I took them up on that and I lost the weight and got down to my, what is the goal goal weight area? And I am now a lifelong member or what is it? Lifetime member of Weight Watchers. And it's a good program, but it didn't address the spiritual part. And it didn't help me address my eating problem as an addiction, which for me, it really is an addiction. I'm so addicted to sugar. It's ridiculous. And I can overeat just about anything. And Not to ignore the under eating part of me. I can also um, restrict my eating. I can lose weight really easily. I just clamp down and control for a while. And, you know, it's just crazy. Before I came back into OA, I kept a journal where I weighed myself for almost two years. It's insanity. It's just insanity. I was obsessed with my weight, obsessed with my eating, trying to control it. I was reading articles right and left about how people, thank you, maintain a healthy body weight. And I kept copies of all these articles and none of it made any difference. So. I finally got willing to come back to some OA meetings. And I probably did that off and on for a number of months. I knew the program, I knew it would help me. It had worked before. um, And I knew that the, the 12 steps have worked for me in other areas of my life. And I know they work for me, these programs work for me. It's really helpful to me to be in a room of other people with the same problem. Nothing helps me like that. <clears throat> so I started trying to come back. And there was one meeting I was going to regularly. And there were two women in that meeting who had these incredible stories of overeating and binging. And they both of them had been abstinent for over 20 years. I thought, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. So I got a sponsor and um, figured out what my eating plan should be um, and began to have a spiritual program and work the steps again. So for those of you who are new or returning to OA, you know, a lot of this stuff you'll figure out with time. Um, It's a lot of this stuff isn't obvious at first. Um, When I came back, my eating plan was I could have three meals a day and nothing else, and my meals could be big. And, And my dinner, I actually wanted to be big because I used to eat from the time I ate dinner until I went to bed at night. So it was helpful for me to have a big dinner. I really had to get to the point where I admitted I was powerless. And that my life was unmanageable. You know, I was focused on my eating. I was thinking about it. I was weighing myself. I was reading all these articles. I was trying to manage it medically. And that, you know, I was aware of all these health consequences. But it wasn't helping me. It wasn't helping me at all. So coming back and starting to use spiritual tools I'm not someone who, who, likes, who liked the God talk at first. Um, my father was a Methodist minister, but um, Christianity never really spoke to me. Um, and I really felt like I was more of an atheist or agnostic, but I knew that praying helps me. Even if I don't believe in anything that I'm praying to, I know praying helps. There are all these books about all the research on prayer and how it helps people medically and with healing. So I, knew, I know it works. So I started using the serenity prayer anytime I wanted to eat. And that really helped. I got busy at night instead of just sitting around watching TV after dinner I had projects. I did craft projects. I did laundry. I did anything. If I was sitting there on the couch with the TV on and I was craving food, I got up and I did something. Um, and didn't matter what it was. I got busy. And I still, I have 10 years of abstinence now, and I still sometimes will finish dinner and feel like, oh my God, that wasn't enough food. What am I going to do? I can't stand it. I got to eat something else. And I know that if I just wait 15 or 20 minutes, I'll be fine. So it's just a matter of, you know, reading some literature, praying, the serenity prayer helps me a lot. Um, You know, calling someone, I'll call someone and say, oh, finished dinner, still want to eat, but the kitchen's closed and commit that I'm not going to eat anything. All of these different tools that people use are really helpful. And it was helpful to me to just try things that people suggested, um, you know, because I was powerless. I didn't have control and it made my life unmanageable and made me feel crazy and like a hypocrite. And you know i just felt miserable i felt a lot of shame about my eating and so i listened to other people who had what i wanted and they told me to try different things so i tried stuff and <clears throat> i'm grateful to say that my sponsor really helped me you know i was really nervous i i uh, flew to hawaii i had like i don't know maybe 10 weeks of abstinence. And they gave us uh, Hawaiian juice on the plane. It had no sugar in it. I asked, did it have sugar? They had no sugar, it was just juice. I drank the juice and then I thought, oh my God, I've broken my abstinence. I had juice between meals. And um, my sponsor said, you know, you don't have to do it perfectly. You didn't think, okay, I've had my three meals, I'm not gonna have a snack, and then I had the juice. It wasn't like that. It was like, I just didn't even think. So, you know, I don't feel like I have to be perfect. My abstinence hasn't been perfect, but over time I've gotten really clear what I do and I don't do, and my dinner sizes have gotten smaller. I don't need as much dinner now as I did at the beginning. And I'm getting older, so I don't need as much food. And with the pandemic, I'm staying home all the time and I'm not getting as much exercise as I was. I do exercise most days, um, but it's still not as much exercise as going here and there and doing this and that. You know, I'm just so grateful I'm in the program with, with the pandemic. I know I wanted to eat more at the beginning. And I did, my weight did go up a little bit at the beginning. And, um, but then it got normal. My eating got normal again. I kept talking about it and working with my sponsor on it. Um, but I know if I weren't in OA, I would have gained weight like crazy over this past year or more. And I would have been insane. I was insane as it was. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I got very anxious about the pandemic. I was very cranky to live with. My poor husband really suffered um, for a while with my crankiness. Um, uh, but I've used the tools from the program for all of it. I'm doing, I've just about to finish a fourth step on all of the ways I was mean to my husband over this past year. And I'm going to read it to my sponsor in a couple of weeks. So these tools really help me a lot. It, it helps me with the food, but it helps me with everything else. I don't feel the shame today. I have been wearing the same size clothes for 10 years. I'm wearing out jeans. Uh-oh, it says my internet connection is unstable, so I may have to wind up soon. And I don't feel the shame. I don't feel like a hypocrite when I'm working and talking with people. Um, and thank you, two minutes. I see that. And I'm, I just feel really grateful for all that this program has given me in addition to health and a body weight that feels normal for me. I'm not super skinny. I have big hips. I was born with big hips. Everybody in my family has big hips genetically. And, you know, I'm not starving myself and I'm not overeating. And it's just interesting. In adulthood, I'd never had a stable weight for a long period. And I'm not thinking about my weight like I used to. I I get to think about other things. And uh, I'm really grateful to be here. Newcomers, you're the most important people in the room. And uh, if I didn't say anything that was helpful or didn't sound like you, keep coming back because somebody will tell your story soon.